Smartcast. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad asses. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. As always, special, crazy musician, master of the piccolo bass, if you will, Hugh Bonar, also known as HB3, Defender is a great album. We're going to be covering some stuff from that, as well as previous stuff. He's also a writer and a teacher of music. And we find him today, <laughs> this was taped over the weekend, today's Monday, it was a Monday, it was Monday, and you know what makes Mondays? other people because they don't plan ahead they don't schedule anything in advance they pay no attention to what they're supposed to do on monday and that's why monday is a monday for other people because the people that don't think ahead ruin it for the rest of us it's approached by somebody a co-worker if you will slash client why do you always have that scowl on your face now if you have to ask that question every time you see somebody, it's projection. Or better yet, you should look at yourself, because you are the reason for that scowl. Happy Monday. So anyway, HB3 is with us, and you will definitely enjoy this, the show. He's going to get in depth with a lot of his music and other things. We find him fervently willing to speak about immediacy and danger. In his area, I don't know. I'm laughing because he—he's never been 
so high strung from the onset, but yeah, the fires out west are bad, and he had to drive through it. We're getting the debris in smoke form out east, but it's that bad that it's affecting people's sinuses here. So I can't even imagine what people are going through out there. But yeah, um, Hugh was—you'll—you'll uh, you'll hear him. He, he <laughs> from, from the onset. I've never heard him this quite quite this excitable. But it's good to have him after COVID and everything else, and um, hopefully we stay that way. And uh, yeah. You'll enjoy him once again, and that's coming up right now. We're going to start things off with Ragnarok, and uh, great show's coming up. Martin Atkins is going to be on later in August. Morgan Sturm, sooner than that. The way these bands are coming now, it's hard to schedule them, and that is a tedious task by yourself. So I uh, am doing my best, and definitely some more horror coming your way, too. We're going to get some folks in here. we got to get an update from Carrie Hill on his Night Sky film that he's currently working on. It's definitely going to be a good one. All right. And uh, as always, please check out burningbulbpublishing.com for Dwelling in the Dark and my first book, um, The Fall of Tomorrow, if you're into demon apocalypse. And uh, plenty of other stuff there as well. You can find Demon Eye, the comic book, a full color um, anime, um, and as well my new one, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist at burningbulbcomics.com as well as burningbulbpublishing.com. All right, and all shows, www.fairlydarkproductions.com for all our Kettle Whistle radios, and society-13.com for, if you want Martisa's show, Pop Off, and the Queens of NC-17. Can't push that enough, and I'm at Twitter. Of course I am. I'm not at Twitter a lot, but I'm at Fairly Dark and kettle.whistle.radio on Instagram. Please join the fray.
Can you hear my air conditioner? Actually, very slightly. It, it, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's like 100 degrees outside. So I've, I've heard bad things about, yeah, the weather this week. Uh, of course, we, we have your weather, but we're getting your smoke here from the fires. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. California is just permanently ablaze at this point. Oh, God. It's terrible. No, I saw the news. It's awful. Uh, are you free and clear of this? Or where are you at? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not affected by it at all. Maybe the wind is blowing in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I, dro- I drove through the last one. I can't remember if I told you this, but like the last really bad forest fire where basically like the Getty Center was going to burn down. It's like right off the 405. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The worst freeway on the planet. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you you drive through the sort of like valley with hills on either side and the freeway is going between these hills. Yes. And all those hills were fucking on fire, dude. Oh, God. Like, and I got down there not hearing that they were on fire. So I'm getting close to it and like I'm seeing some like fire trucks and the vibe is a little bit weird. Oh, man. But I'm like, whatever. Uh, uh, so I get on the freeway and it's just like, I'm, I'm driving through like this, this forest fire. It's like the, the hills were ablaze on either side of me. Oh my God. I've seen Very footage. Exciting. I, I've seen footage. It looks terrifying. Yeah. No, the whole, the, like, you know, like the, all the trees and grass and shrubs, it was like a wasteland uh, after it was over awful. a smoldering ruin. My God. Do they give you it's like. Do they give you adequate time to evacuate if in such a case or No. <laughs> no. Jesus. I just, I just, you know, like I got to work and I was sitting there and oh, oh man. Like some students came in that actually managed to get there. We were just sort of sitting around and we were just like, Well, I guess we'll just like go home. Oh my god. So I, I don't really know how I got home. I must have like gone the other way or something. But yeah, it's uh, you know, Oh, man. Well, um, I guess I should introduce you. Um, <laughs> got uh, our, our buddy here, Hugh uh, Bonar, uh, HB3. And we, uh, man, I, I catch you at such a bad time. But, uh, you, you know, if you, you're you not up for this, I understand. But you you got new stuff, too. No, there's, I'm, I'm totally unaffected by everything that's going on. It's like on the opposite side of town. Okay, okay. As okay. far as I know, I mean. Yeah. It's just as, you... as far as I know, it's a big county. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, you think about these things now with like social unrest and whatnot, like like where am I in relationship to like like various hotspots, mm. either like social or environmental. Right. Yeah. It seems like which is a, literally which is a sad commentary. Yeah. You're literally in the Wild West right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah man we're gonna have to bug out we're gonna we're gonna you know have like a bug out bag and we're gonna we're gonna head for the hills at a certain point yeah oh, man, man well i'm sorry that i i guess i don't have to ask your mindset right now it sounds chaotic <laughs> but uh you sound I'm actually pretty good you know like uh <laughs> you sound it, it yeah could you, be you sound good uh, the content <laughs> a little worrisome but uh yeah uh so all right so you still have uh students you said Yes, this, uh, the ones Although, that show up. Uh, I'm I'm coming up on summer break, which is very nice. But uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got students who I I, I feel for. You yeah. know, it's been interesting, sort of charting their progress 
over the last year, you know, I'm, I'm noticing some, I don't know if I should say deterioration, but I'm, I'm noticing like mental health issues and, you know, like, I just don't think it can go on like this forever, you know, like, like something has to change and they, they just shut Los Angeles down again. At least they were, they did, they redid the mask mandate. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that I did see that. And I don't think that's really good for like people's mental health and, uh, you know, like it, it's alienating and, and, you know, I mean the, the problems that have been caused is sort of like the secondary infection, you know, on a social Mm -hmm. level or a psychological Mm -hmm. level, those, those things have been serious. And, uh, I wonder how much they think about stuff when they, when they like reinstigate mask mandates and so forth and so on. You know, I mean, it, it's going to have continuing negative social effects mm-hmm. on you know groups and individuals. Yeah, uh, it's not mandated here. I'm in the Pittsburgh area, not yet again, but it it's in the making. But it, the boy, oh man, I, it's just so divisive out there right now that yeah, I mean, it's completely fifty fifty. The mask or no masks, and vaccine yeah. just vaccine. It's it's unreal. And here's here's what I'm seeing on the ground right now. I'm I'm not exactly seeing fanatical compliance for businesses. You know, like they've put up signs. Right. But they they aren't they don't seem to be really pushing the enforcement. And and you gotta figure if you're a business owner, you're just thinking like, oh, you know, like Jesus fucking Christ, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Like I just can't handle any more of this, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. there there are there are places with signs, but it doesn't so I'm wondering like what the compliance is going to be like this time. Yeah, I think uh, what you're seeing is what we still have, basically. Uh, certain businesses say you don't have to, but if, but the people that want to wear them, wear them anyway. And that kind of makes right. sense. I understand that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen this time around either, my friend. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. And, but and how can this how can this go on? You know, like what what is what is the end game? You know, like right. like when they redid the mask mandate, they didn't say, OK, here's here's the goal and then we'll like loosen it up again they just said nope that's it right right go back you know no, no timeline well, no nothing I, yeah and what about you being challenged as, as a teacher i mean uh well how I'm do you teaching keep... from home yeah you know and yeah i wasn't going to get into all that but you know i was sort of alluding to it before it's okay. like you you don't really get to know people as well but right. you can still kind of sense things about their mental state mm-hmm. and and i am sensing I, let's just say i'm i'm sensing an effect right and uh online education it's like man again they they've noted the problems mm-hmm. you know lack yeah. of engagement alienation so you I can mean, see fuck, yeah so your challenge is even more challenging is what i was trying to get at uh keeping their attention i guess during all this well, you know, whenever I have to take some sort of online thing, yeah, I'm I'm looking to get through it in the quickest way possible. You know what I mean? It's like there's just yeah. something about it where you're just like, okay, where's the fucking button? Right. You know? Right. Like, like, what do I have to click? What do I have to press? It's like, and most of the time the content is terrible. But if it's not terrible, you, you know, you, you might not even have an inclination to check, right? Because mm. you just want to, like, check the box and, and get out of there. Right. Oh, absolutely. So if mm-hmm. so if you are trying to do something good, and I think it is possible to do it well, uh, like I'm I'm going to teach a class next year on graphic literature, Ooh. like like comics, you know. Yeah, I do. Hey, I should put you in there, bro. <laughs> now that now that I think of it, I've got a new one out. So yeah, Doctor Peeler, demon psychiatrist. This this could be some promo for you, you know. I'll like order some like student copies. I'll I'll make them buy your comic. 
That's how <laughs> dude. Thank People you so much. People do that, you know. You're not supposed to do that. But oh, okay. okay. No, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't do anything unethical ever. Okay, and I'm not, not soliciting. Ever, not ever. <laughs> and I'm not soliciting. But however, yeah. uh, there is a contrast between. Uh, I've done actually three series now, but the, there's such a difference between what I, the anime art in my last one and this one is very black and white, um, sepia. And it's a yeah. different artist completely, and it's and he's great, Bob. You, you hear me, Bob? I'm talking about you, Bob Hoagland. Oh wow! Yeah, Bob so, Hope. <laughs> no. Bob Hope. Hoagland, Hoagland. Yeah, he'll like Hoagland. that. He'll like that. He's not quite there yet. Yeah. But yeah, so staying creative myself, and as are you, uh, the new gods, uh, the video. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you watched it? Oh, several times. Uh, I made some. Other, I sent it to other people. I made them watch it, and then they they're like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant!" <laughs> like, yeah, can you believe it? And it, they're, they're talking about the video and the music itself because they haven't heard yeah. anything like it and loving it. Defying the odds once again. Yes. To, yes. To bring the people quality content. <laughs> uh, so what was going on there? You was it the the video idea first, and then you wrote the song, or the song, and then yeah, you went and... I was I was approached by my friend at my label to go on this trip and i just said yes without really thinking about it because we had been locked up all year so just any opportunity to go somewhere totally totally and and he was the one who who was into the salton sea and the story of the salton sea so then we went down there originally it was going to be four people and then it shrank to three people and we really had no idea what we were doing but it was just one lucky thing after another and and somehow we managed to pull this thing out it's through beautiful. a series of amazing coincidences, you know, like <laughs> if anything had gone wrong, it, it wouldn't have worked. But everything sort of went in the right direction. And uh, there's the it, the theme was the the, the uh, location itself. It turned into that. Yeah, it was it was oh. the perfect location for the song. Are you there? I am. Certainly. OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had written the song <clears throat> two years me. ago. Mm-hmm. It was the last song I wrote for my last album mm-hmm. or my last rock album i guess that was defender that came out in mm-hmm. april last year yep we covered I wrote that the song mm-hmm. yeah yes, and i did. recorded that song and then i got a shoulder injury so i was in like excruciating pain for like three months after that it, that was that was the culmination of the writing and recording process for <laughs> for that album it seems like whenever i get into like really making an album like I, I hurt myself in some <laughs> oh, shit. Way, you know, like. That that's kind of funny. Every time, uh, honestly, when uh, we we would join a gym, one of us would pull our back out, and we couldn't go to it for like three months. Yeah. So I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get a shoulder injury. Is is my recommendation? I have heard. This. You know. Yes. Well, I knew about knee injuries, but I didn't know about shoulder injuries, and shoulder injuries are just as bad. And, uh, oh man, it was, it was like excruciating all the time for like three weeks. Like couldn't sleep, couldn't get in a comfortable position. It was just, you know, and you'd be driving around in your car with like one arm and you'd be looking, you you look at people and think that, that fucker, both his arms work, you know? (laughs) Oh man. It just, it was, a it was a climactic experience and I, you know, that song came out pretty well. And then finally we, we actually released the album like nine months later or whatever. And then we've had the year that we've had. And yeah, when we we were originally gonna do a different song, but we thought, oh, the new gods would would fit really good mm-hmm. lyrically with this place that we're gonna go down to. So we switched songs and and went down there. And yeah, it, it was really perfect because it's a song. I mean, the song is new uh, endings and new beginnings and rebirth and all that stuff, order rising from chaos, 
beauty rising from devastation and uh yeah that that place that that's what that place is you know yeah. it's like some of it is so incredibly beautiful but you also sense the environmental devastation yeah oh it's visible yeah uh, you know when we got down on the beach and filmed a couple takes uh it seemed like it was normal, but then when we looked at the footage, it was like standing next to some sort of like radioactive swamp or something. Yeah, it was haunting, haunting in the daylight. I'd say about half of it looks really good. We did a take like further up on the beach uh, by these weird metallic sculptures uh, yeah. when the sun was setting behind us. And, and those shots are incredibly beautiful yes they are and mm -hmm. and then we went down closer to the beach so i'm like standing right in front of it mm -hmm. and that shit is weird man it's like it looks it looks like the footage was altered in post-production it looks like some weird color filter was put on it but mm -hmm. we did absolutely nothing to it it's just this like weird i call it the psychedelic soup there you go all right it's like pink and orange and brown it looks like you know, I, I was watching a clip of uh, it was like a German television show from like the early 70s and King Crimson was playing <laughs> and they had, some, you know, like some trippy like color filter that you'd see on early 70s television or like a Planet of the Apes movie or something, you sure. know, where mm -hmm. it, it looks like surreal and hallucinatory. Just just off in, in this in this, you know, sort of psychedelic way. Yeah. And, you know, like like artificial. But this was the way that it actually was. It, it's very 60s, 70s TV. Um, yeah. That feeling, that creepy vibe that they had back then. But they didn't have the choice somehow that. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> somehow you pulled that out. Um, yeah. I really it just I, happened. I dug it. I have a big question. I really want to know the uh, artwork and stuff. Is that just permanently there? Are those residences? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So the deal is uh, there are – well, okay, the Salton Sea used to be a big tourist attraction in the 50s and 60s. And, like, mm -hmm. movie stars would go down there. And you can still see at some of these businesses, like they have pictures of like Marilyn Monroe and, mm -hmm. and all of the famous celebrities who visited down there. And you can kind of picture it as this like mid-century paradise. It's, it's down a ways from Palm Springs, which has that – still is known for that, that mid-century aesthetic. Uh, and you get the vibe too in the Salton Sea, but it's completely decayed. Uh, and as it's decayed, the quality of life has diminished, right? So it's cheap to buy land there. Uh -huh. Land is quite cheap there. Uh, and then there's also a squatter city called Slab City. Okay. That is that is nearby where we were, like 15 minutes from where we were. <clears throat> and that's where we shot that footage of, like, there's a place called Salvation Mountain where this guy uh, painted this this hilltop. For like 30 years with all of this like, you know, religious imagery, he put a big cross on it. He, there's like gigantic quotes from the Bible on it. And he just he just worked on this endlessly and like slept in his pickup truck uh, and then, you know, got up in the morning and, and started working on it again. <laughs> so that is a that is a permanent installation. And all these there's these weird little rooms and alcoves and you can walk up these stairs and walk through all of this stuff. So that is there all the time, and, and people just come and, you know, check this place out. 
So we drove there and got some shots there. But then right beyond that is Slab City proper, which used to be an army base in World War II. Hmm. And then it was abandoned by the army. And I think they removed the buildings, but they left these like granite or concrete slabs Mm -hmm. that they used to build on top of. So it's it earned its moniker Slab City. (laughs) And I think the army seeded it like they they gave it to the state of California and then people started squatting there. So all these crazy people started squatting in this area. And I think uh, there was like some article that got published about it in the 80s and that attracted a lot more. So it's become. Man, you drive in there, it's like a it it is a Rob Zombie movie. I mean, it's like you're gonna get like I, we we were in a Mazda, right? And we're driving through this just insane Rob Zombie esque landscape with like dirt and gravel roads, no paved roads, weird little like road signs. Oh man! And uh, you know, like people walking around that just look like. You know, those characters in The Devil's Rejects, course, right? You know, yeah. the ones Fireflies. I'm thinking of. Like, the, the whole family, right? Yeah. <laughs> the extended family. Yeah. So weren't you scared of uh, getting uh, stuck in your Mazda with uh, oh, no yeah. paved? I Dude, mean... <laughs> it felt like being in a Prius, right? And, you know, like, <laughs> oh, what's going to happen to somebody driving a Prius in a Rob Zombie movie? Yeah, never good. I mean, just think about it, right? <laughs> it doesn't take much. Uh, <laughs> no, and it's, like, touted as this anarchist city where like there's there's no law. Oh great! You, you could do whatever you want. It's the it's for people who I think there's like a nickname for it, like the last free place in America or something like that. Wow! And then you've got people living in RVs on the side of the road, uh, you know, flying. I think there's a lot of veterans there. I saw a lot of American flags. Wow. I saw some, you know, there's Confederate flags and 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 then like gay pride parades, uh, gay pride flags mixed together, which was sort of interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I think we got a shot of that. Wow. As we were as we were driving into Slab City, we drove past a an RV that had the words "Daddy's House" spray painted on it in gigantic letters. Oh man! With like a with like a yeah, that was the one with the Confederate flag and and the gay pride flag flying together. Oh, there's a story there. Oh boy, Dad, Daddy's House. Oh right? boy, I'm, I, the visuals you're giving me. I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's in the video. That's in the middle of the video. When yeah. we get to the bridge, there's like a shot of me. It's so perfect. That's an example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> where it's like they filmed me seeing the sign, and then they focus in on the sign, so you can really see it. And then they come back to me, and I do this double take. You know, like what the hell, right? Daddy's house. Uh, yeah, uh, the visual I'm getting is Daddy himself. That's what I'm really. Oh my God! Can well, you there's imagine? ways you can go with this, right? Right. There's ways you can go with it. Now, either we're ta- now because this is a song about religion, <laughs> oh, boy. right? Yeah. It it could be like the God the Father, right? Right. Oh boy. But of course, there's a darker reading. I'm thinking, yeah, or maybe uh, is there a lot of drugs there? They apparently have a crystal meth issue. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, here's something else. Uh, as we were driving <laughs> around in this whole area, I started having flashbacks to uh, Grand Theft Auto V, <laughs> which I played all during the lockdown, like obsessively. Like, man, this is totally like driving through Grand Theft Auto V when you, when you get out of the city. <laughs> and sure enough, like we looked it up, and uh, yeah, they the people who made Grand Theft Auto V based all the stuff outside of Los Angeles on the Salton Sea area. It, it is like 
it's it's really weird, man. You you have to experience it to understand what I'm talking about. Uh, it just sounds amazing. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five, Rob Zombie. Uh, what Night, else? Night the of the Living te- Dead. Huh? Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and then Crystal Math. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> LSD, the psychedelic soup. Oof. You know, there's there's definitely a crowd of hipster artists living down there, and 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 they're sort of riding high on the hog, and they have weird little art installations. But but there's 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 a certain element of of, of pure craziness that 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 is not calculated. <laughs> <laughs> or nor can it be. Uh, do you yeah, have do I, do I sense a new song coming out of this or an entire album out of this? Experience? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that stuff a lot, but <laughs> uh, you know, I mean. I like what this song did as as a capstone to this album. So so let's just leave it at that. But, okay. uh, you know, I'm glad that I was able to do a video where I'm playing some cool stuff on the piccolo bass yep. and have some, some more interesting lyrics, you know, like uh, hitting some interesting points there, I think. Indeed. Especially with regards to the time that we're living in. Like I was saying, I, I just don't think it can go on like this, you know, like, like, like something needs to happen. Yes. Something good. Hopefully. Uh, what do you say? We give them a taste of this new song. Are we allowed to do that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Did I catch you off guard? Let's do it. Okay. We'll play the new gods. And, uh, how, well now, how do you want them to pursue this song? Album wise, oh, video wise, where, you know, that's, that's well, I think they should just go to like my Insta, you know, just go to like uh, HB3 Live at Instagram and mm-hmm. and they can chase things in various directions there. All right. Well, we're going to play uh, the new guys right now. But folks, you've got to see the video and they can see the video when officially that is going to be on the 31st. OK, that is next. That is uh, uh, July 31st. Again, just go to my Instagram mm-hmm. and there will be links and further information fantastic go thank you sir give me one second here we're going to play a song and we're going to come right back with hb3 also known as Bernard to his friends and thank you for joining in
just afraid of the dark. But you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. <laughs> All the best conversations happen off the air. We'll talk about that one later. Uh, okay. I'm here with Hugh Benar. You just heard the new gods, but you need to see the new gods when that video is available. And we'll give you all that information at the end of the show again. Uh, but I have a question about this this video, too. Um, some of those crazy-ass shots. Uh, you mentioned drones, uh, but yeah. was that... Explain. It was another minor miracle because that shit wasn't working at all. And then we got it to work. It started working just at the moment when we needed it. Uh, We had gone to Slab City and Salvation Mountain, and we were trying to get this stupid drone to work. And all we could do is get it to go up and down, which, you know, was actually useful. Mm -hmm. But we weren't able to, like, sail around with this thing, and it was crashing, and it was was quite ridiculous. Later, we went down to the beach again, and, and this time, miraculously, it started working, and I don't know if you're familiar with the drone technology, but uh, for the one that we had, it's basically like an attachment with two joysticks that you stick onto your phone, Ooh. right? Because everything is about iPhone integration at this point. Uh, so you yes. have now this handheld device that that has joysticks on either side of your iPhone, right? And so you fly this thing with the joysticks and then you're able to see on your phone exactly what it's seeing with its camera as you fly it. Uh, wow. wow. How awesome is that? Uh, it's mind-blowing right now. Yes, I just have a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and I really do. It's a, yeah. But uh, mo- moving on. <laughs> what, what scale is that? Uh, I don't know. It's like the size of my hand. It's really not very big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh no, no. You know what? It's a little bigger than that. Two of my hands. Yeah. I don't but know. It, but it flies? Oh, yeah. Dangerously That's so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Damn. We, we got a lot of trees in my backyard, so we have to take it out to uh, the park. And That's definitely a step up from like a remote-controlled car. Uh, well, yeah, they, there's old guy playing with his Millennium Falcon again. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we were, you know, we had been sitting in the parking lot of Salvation Mountain trying, he, you know, like watching YouTube videos, trying to figure out how to get this thing to work. It's not working, and then we try it again at the beach, and for whatever reason, it, it starts working, and then our photographer starts, like, sailing this thing around like you know he's he's playing like playstation 2 right and he's just doing all these insane moves and uh 
you know, like flying real low to the water and then flying up over me. You know, one of the things that we wanted to get was sort of that classic, like, uh, 80s video shot where, like, the camera flies up over the guy who's oh, playing yeah. guitar on the beach or whatever. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like, a, like you know, the flock of seagulls or something. <laughs> Satriani. <laughs> uh oh really well could be i think I th it's a very typical sort of shot right yeah yeah <laughs> uh so so we got that but we got so much more and i really didn't know what he was seeing as he was shooting i'm just sitting on this apocalyptic beach you know <laughs> and uh then when we viewed the footage later it was just like so gorgeous and so beautiful in in flawless high definition video some of the most incredible footage I've ever seen anywhere, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating when nope. I say that. When I first saw this, I was just like, this is this is some of the most um, amazing video I've ever seen anywhere mm -hmm. on anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, holy crap, you know, like, uh, and I didn't know what was happening as he was doing it, but it's <laughs> it's just completely stunning. You know, he like backed away from the beach and got these incredible shots of the sun where he's like hovering over the water and the sun is setting and the sun is hitting the water and it's reflecting in the water, creating this double image of itself. So you get this like double solar image within like sunbeams trailing over the water and creating this like sparkling uh, sunburst effect mm -hmm. and then slowly moving back into the beach with me like playing down there in, in uh, silhouette. Like holy it's, crap, you yeah. know. So, if we hadn't have gotten those shots, I mean, we we would have worked something out. Mm -hmm. But once I saw those shots, I was like, oh my god, this this has to be completed. Uh, so I just started working on it. And it was it was it was stunning and shocking. Amazing. Um, I just proof that timing is everything. I guess we actually got interrupted while we were in the middle of the most incredible shot in human history, he had backed way out and then he was coming in really slowly. So the idea was he was going to go way out and then come like all the way into a close up. Mm -hmm. And he just needed like another 10 seconds to complete the shot. And I'm watching him filming and operating the drone. He's like way up the beach for me. And I'm standing there again, not really knowing how awesome the shot is. And then I see, from way up at the top of the beach, this woman come down and start walking towards him. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's, it's the drone police, you know, <laughs> like, like something, something is going to go down here. Right. So she's getting closer and closer. And then I just like stop playing and, uh, she interrupts this shot, right. And starts talking to him because she, she was with another film crew and they wanted us to move our car. <laughs> really? Even out there. So oh, she interrupted our shot for that, right? And oh. she actually, like, stopped him. It was obvious what was happening, right? Wow. So you watch this footage, see, and, and it's just like, it's it's this astoundingly incredible shot. I mean, it's probably like, a, a you know, over a minute. And uh, it goes way out, and you get that, that double sunburst effect, and then it slowly comes back in, gliding over the water. Right. Man. And it's getting closer and closer. And then you see me stop playing and I'm just like looking up there. Right. And then the drone just sort of like comes to a halt and it's just like sitting right there. So it like it doesn't complete the shot that it was obviously going for. It's like, you bastards. <laughs> oh, man. You bastards. Man. Oh, uh, no. It's, that's all right. Oh, it's no exaggeration. The video is freaking awesome. I don't, I don't even know. Was I supposed to have seen it already? <laughs> Should I be saying that I saw it? 
No, man. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take what I could get. Okay. Okay. I want. Yeah. I wanted you to see it. Okay. That's I, why I sent it to you. I know. I shared it with some people. They didn't. I. You know. You know we couldn't do the Facebook. I mean, the YouTube thing yet. But that's coming on the thirty-first. Correct. Yeah. Yes. No. I. I sent it to a few people. Yeah. To give them an advance peek, at, and the response was was similar from everybody. Like, yeah, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. 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 How did this happen? Now, a big question, big question. Um, it the, looks like something you'd see when you like walk into a Best Buy and it's like a 4K nature video playing on the uh, on the screen. You know, what I, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Jesus, yeah. It, no, it's you know. He wanted to use like we filmed most of it with the with the iPhone camera because those cameras are so freaking good now. Yes, they're often better than you know like dedicated cameras. Mm-hmm. From a few years ago, yes. So they were they were like filming stuff with the camera, and they're like, "Well, you know, we actually we kind of like how this iPhone is is shooting." So uh, <laughs> you know, I guess I guess this is the one good thing about it. I'd say like the camera and GPS are the are the two good things now. The only reason to to have an iPhone is for that, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, their their cameras are extremely impressive. Uh, so yeah. basically without knowing anything you can you can get really good looking stuff and I, I see people posting images that were obviously shot on their on their iPhones and they have I guess they have a certain look you know uh, but uh, you know they're they're incredibly good I totally agree with you yeah we have one of the later cameras too and uh, the iPhone is maybe a little more convenient you know I just yeah. there it is right in your face but my big question I had to ask you: uh, the locals, the locals were uh, first of all, were they happy about you being there? Or are they kind of like, oh yeah, were they like, get you out? You know, uh, it's so damn hot outside. Mm-hmm. The streets. It was like 120 degrees every day, right? Man, so there's nobody out there. <laughs> so I think some people come out at night. Okay. Like we saw some people at night, but we didn't really talk to anybody. But you you walk around in there during the daytime. And uh, there's just no one out there. We saw one guy near our bungalow who who runs a little corner, I guess like an art exhibit. It's called uh, Salton Sea TVs. Mm-hmm. There's a brief shot of it in the yeah. In the, in the I video. love that shot. Yes, yes. People just like give him their old TV sets and computer monitors because he says that like the the trash collectors won't take them. So he has them all and he paints them. With it, it looks like the paint you use in like kindergarten, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I yes. can't remember what the, you know what I mean. It, like yes, uh, certainly. Actually, Huey, it gave it that um, old MTV feel. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that too. It really did. I mean, it, it it's colorful, but sort of like, you know, like you're five years old or something. You're like finger painting with like you know mm-hmm. purple and pink and mixing it together right it was my favorite shot at first the first time i saw it yeah i really it stuck out i really liked that oh, so was, do, do we were we, like huh does that guy like live in a cave behind the tvs or he just i he just came out of nowhere That's we were what I filming thought. me walking down the street and then this guy comes out mm-hmm. and he looks like an extra from like you know, the road warrior or something, the hills, right? The Some hills guy, have eyes, if you will. <laughs> or the hills have eyes, yes. yeah, again. And he starts, like, making fun of me and saying, move your arms, you look like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Boy. yeah, then he starts talking to us, and he tells us all about his shop. And and there's a, there's a shot of me standing in front of one of the screens that is a is a is one of the bigger screens that looks like a 
like an old like 40 inch uh, big screen TV, I think. And uh, he's painted the the Night Ranger logo on it. <laughs> and, it, and it actually is autographed by the members of Night Ranger. Oh, God. So really? he tells really? the whole. Yeah, apparently, like no fucking way. he was. Yeah, he was just standing there. That's and great. suddenly from out of nowhere, the guys from Night Ranger appeared and they run towards him and start autographing TV sets. And he's like, what the hell's going on? I didn't even want you to do this. Yeah, seriously. Night Ranger, get, go away. So he finds out that they're Night Ranger and he says, uh. Hey, didn't you guys used to rock it in the 80s? <laughs> and the guy from Night Ranger says, 80s? We've been rocking it in the 90s. We've been rocking it in the 2000s. Oh. We're rocking it right now. Yeah. You know, so he goes on this whole thing about Night Ranger, and he's like, uh, you know, he uh, he was a little uh, he was a little humorous in his commentary. You know, he's like making fun of him, but I think he had a certain amount of respect. He started singing Sister Christian, you know, and uh, he went through a couple. He went through a verse and he went through a chorus, you know, and he's like, yeah, with their skinny jeans and their hair dye, fast cars, fast women and fast food. Wow. I, I got to tell you, Sister Christian, uh, you, you don't know this about me, but it actually um, it, it's one I it incited me so much um, through the years that I wrote a 50 page short story, uh, probably the most horrific short story I've ever written. And it's in yeah. uh, Fiends of the Flesh, folks. It's in that one with a bunch of other authors. Um, and Sis Sister Christian plays a plays a part in this story. It inspired a, a serial killer to kill. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Yes. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's got that American psycho thing. I guess yeah. anything. All the pop music. Well, I mean, that's why they used all the pop music mm -hmm. in American Psycho. It's just there's there's sort of a natural connection, <laughs> you know, because I mean, and it's the same thing with the 70s. There was something Thank dark you. going on underneath the surface. Thank you. Disco. It was, it, it was kind of evil. There's an evil association with that. All that oh, yeah. all that day glow and glitter behind it was dirty, dude. It was, you, you know oh, that. Yeah. You know how dirty it Absolutely. was. Absolutely. And man, you all know, the, the uh, great th slashers were coming out like because of that that period. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. You know, uh, it was all a facade. All the like sunshiny orange juice <laughs> Brady Bunch. Oh yeah. All that stuff was just a facade. Beneath the surface, there was there was horror and anxiety and fear and evil. And disco. Mm -hmm. And and. Well, yeah. I mean, the no, there was something. <laughs> yeah. There was something profoundly unsettling about, I agree. about it all. I agree. I agree. It was a creepy time. And it continued, uh, maybe because it was so fake, you know. But mm -hmm. it, it's hard to say what it was exactly. And yeah, I'd say that that continued into the '80s. Yeah, I did. mean, what I remember from the '80s is is just like this, all the shit is just pretend is presenting an image. <laughs> of how we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to feel and i just i just didn't Wasn't feel that at all <laughs> at <know>? all <laughs> yeah <laughs> not not yeah. at all not, not even a little bit not those, those just, parachute like, pants nah wasn't feeling it nope it's just like what the fuck you know like yeah like this is this is what it, this is what it is this is this is what we are it's just yeah it, yep. was, it just didn't make any sense because well i mean yeah i, I mean personally i i was experiencing all sorts of horrible and 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 evil even evil stuff in that time personally you know uh 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the late '80s, yeah, that was some creepy shit. Definitely, yeah, the talent. The '70s, I was a, a kid back then, so the facade worked for me. All the fake no. stuff was just playthings, you know. It was it made sense. But you look back after that, the music though was pretty real. You listen to the '70s station, everything's so different. One band oh, yeah. to the next, you know. It, it was a good period for music, anyway. Oh, oh yeah, the absolutely. '80s, <laughs> yeah, '80s. I don't know, teenager time. Yeah, it was kind of that was a creepy time to be a teenager. Yeah, I think all the good stuff that really associated with the 80s came out just during a period of a couple years i'd say from like 80 to 82 (laughs) it's really the early 80s when when people talk about the really iconic Mm -hmm. mystical 80s i think that's the time period that they're really talking about and you know i I think i mentioned that i wrote a book about the 80s that i still haven't put out but there's like a whole chapter where i talk about all the movies that came out in 1982 Hmm. And it's amazing, actually, if you if you ever want to just like go look up, you know, like the movies that came out in 1982. Right. And they ha- they have these lists. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a huge. And, I know. Like, that. Yeah, I was 12. So I was old enough to like get in the bike and go to the theater wherever well, I wanted to, you know. So, so yeah, like yeah. so many classic 80s movies came out in 1982. It's just like one after another. Yeah. Right? Truth. 83, not so much, right? It, it like tapers off. So there's something about, I would actually probably say it's like, it goes from 1977 with the release of Star Wars mm-hmm. to 1982, yep. right? And when, yep. when all this iconic, amazing stuff comes out. And it's yep. probably the fact that, you know, like Star Wars was such a blockbuster and that created, you know, like the, the concept of the Hollywood blockbuster yeah, summer and hit, then yeah. you you get like all the studios trying to do things like that. Maybe you could even go back further, like Jaws or something. Yep, Jaws, you know, Exorcist. But I, yeah, well, that's a little bit different. You know, <laughs> I mean, like the 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 big escapist fantasy, like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get all these other studios trying to sort of repeat that, usually failing spectacularly. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that's that's the impetus that that generates. Most of what's coming out of Hollywood for like the next five years and, and the climax is 1982. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny you should say that date because I just watched a film, a horror film called The Call, and it's a slasher throwback to 1983 when things started oh, yeah. to turn a little bit for the horror, where, where they went a little too into the comedy and they were kind of just overstating yeah. the, the fashion and everything. But the movie yeah. The Call captures it all pretty good. Slasher flick, oh, yeah. it's on. Um, I believe it's on shutter right now but yeah if you want to see a little nostalgia flick but yeah I'll, check that I'll just out. leave it at that i'll leave it at that but yeah 70s horror is is scary Ooh, as hell thank man. you just the way they were shot and in the sound I'm still there yeah. are still movies uh, that i can't watch you know <laughs> that that i saw at a young age and i'm i'm still scared to watch them well you know i'm gonna make you say one of those at least after this next song let's play another tune <laughs> Uh, you, you think about that. Uh, what song did you want to play next? Is that that was on you at this point? Uh, I was, we were gonna go with return, but that, yeah. that could be finale or whatever you want. All right, Let's man, return. I got HB three here on the line, Hugh Bonar. And uh, when we come back, he's gonna tell us uh, what movie he's from the seventies. He still won't watch, and he's also gonna tell us where to find all his music too. Uh, stick with us once again, and thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
This is Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Hmm. Sit back and bask in the wackiness of Boku Askew TV. A YouTube channel featuring sock puppets, irreverent comedy, bizarro imagery, and oddball silliness aplenty. To watch now, visit youtube.com slash Boku TV. back with Hugh Bonar and uh, you just heard the return and he, this is his gracious return I think uh, we talked to you over COVID a little bit and uh, you've been on way uh, one of our favorite guests so thanks for coming back and doing this again no problem and you owe us what films would you still not watch from the 70s you know there's actually quite a few of them yeah. one that I tried to watch recently was called the car oh yeah yeah. Which, you know, people talk about like it's, you know, like it's a camp classic, like it's unintentionally funny mm-hmm. and it's really bad. Man, that movie scared me so bad. Yeah. I'm not sure if I I think I did watch it. Yeah. And it was just like fear, like ice water mm-hmm. through your veins. Right. And it's so, creepy. I, I, yeah. you know, cut to like six months ago. You know, I'm just like, you know, I should I should watch this movie. Because uh-huh. it's probably not scary at all, you know, <laughs> like I'll watch it and and it won't be a big deal and mm. it'll be OK. Right. So so I like fired up. I started I was streaming it and I watched like the first like 30 seconds. Right. And I just like, dude, I, uh, there's no there's just no way. <laughs> Interesting. It was like it starts with like the car driving around. It's like a black limo or something. Yeah. And the sound. It and made. then it, and... Yeah, it cuts to like a shot inside the car, and it's like driving itself. Yeah. The steering wheel is moving by itself, and it's like got some again some sort of like weird color filter, like a yeah, like some sort of like sepia filter or something. Absolutely. Maybe not that much, but something like that. I'm just like that. No yeah, way. but you're aware something something <laughs> is in the car looking outward though, because yeah. it's watching. Yeah. yeah, and that scared the hell out of us as kids. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There don't. was another one. I did watch one. Uh, don't watch. Don't watch I the would... remake. Don't watch the remake. I have to put this out there. Um, yeah, for a couple of friends out there, don't watch the remake of the car. It's. I if didn't you even lo- know there was one. Yeah, 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 yeah. They kind of. I know they went this weird, uh, futuristic route, and it's not the same. It's not a horror movie. Anyway, futuristic. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hold my. Now, what I... Go ahead. What? Go ahead. You're what on. I what I what I did watch again and really enjoyed the hell out of was the incredible melting man. Oh wow. Have you seen that? I not oh, not since. I got to go back. That's really enjoyable. Mhm. Uh, and that movie scared the hell out of me too. And and you you see when watching the film why it would be scary, but there is a lot of like funny shit. There's actually <laughs> an incredibly funny scene, like unintentional humor. <laughs> in the 70s horror movie there's one scene that is so fucking funny near the end of the movie i you won't understand without watching it so i'll just say i mean it's it's worth watching the whole movie for this for this one scene at the end but who did the uh a famous special effects artist was it uh uh i can't think of his name baker rick baker rick baker yeah, star wars fame too yeah he did the oh did he do star wars rick baker yeah Am earlier I thinking of someone else he did uh He's no the guy. He Stan did. Winston. No, no, it was uh, Rick Baker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, he does like practical effects. He does mm-hmm. makeup effects, right? Yes. He does like gore effects. Uh, so he did the special effects and I think he had just had a hit movie and they asked him to do the incredible melting man. And he, he said, you know, later that he should have refused, but he did it anyway, even though it was sort of beneath him because it was like a low budget horror movie, but he did it anyway. And so some of the, like the, the special effects of the incredible melting man and the gore scenes and stuff, they, they have a certain quality to them that, uh, that, that you can appreciate. Yep. Oh, we've had this conversation here before. Um, even if the movie and the script isn't so great, it's how it was shot and the film they used yeah. and the sounds they used. Yes. There's a creepy quality. And the music was you're always pretty appropriate as opposed to like the 80s where you know, giant synthesizers blasting in your ear with Tangerine Dream while there's nothing yes. nothing is happening on the screen. You know, yes. like, that, Here's something else, too, that I've, that I've thought about, and maybe you brought this up, too. The way that they used blood and, and the way that the color of the blood that they used – Oh yeah. Like like there was a lot of blood in mm-hmm. 70s horror movies and maybe that's just because it was like a cheap effect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we have no budget. We have no special effects, but we got like lots of fake blood. Well, that's like the so, Italian the the classics. Um they use their own color blood just so it would stand out more on the film. Yeah. So so on the one hand, you've got yeah, this like cinematography that looks pretty realistic some of these movies have almost like they look almost like documentaries you know and there's film mm-hmm. grain and they're they're not like glossy you know if something is too technically perfect i think this is alluding to what you were just saying mm-hmm. you can sort of distance yourself from it mm-hmm. but if it looks real like real life most of the time it's 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 pretty unnerving yes <laughs> you know and the other thing that was big in the 70s were like documentaries or movies about like bigfoot Oh, yeah. They're all over the place on Prime right now, too. And I was also really scared of Bigfoot because that shit was real, man. You know what I mean? Like, I live close to the mountains. Uh, I'm in uh, in the mountains myself. People out here do. There are a lot of believers here. And so, like, those Bigfoot documentaries, they looked very realistic. Yeah, and then there's like fucking Bigfoot, so you're just you're just doomed. Well, the legend of, the legend of Boggy Creek is still fantastic, and yeah, yeah, it, you believed what you were watching in that one. Uh, don't watch. So the I sequel. remember. I don't think the sequel is so great. Oh yeah, but... see that's a that's a movie that I probably couldn't watch. Yeah. Oh, that's up there yeah. with them. Oh, I like that. Okay, we found one. <laughs> uh, so there's another <laughs> one that came out, uh, something like the Giant Spider Invasion with uh, William Shatner. Of course, of course. Oh man, and it's it, it's got like the, one of the like giant spiders is like <laughs> yes some like really fake looking spider that they put on top of like a Volkswagen it's, Beetle. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm, I, yeah, that's the image in my head when you brought that movie up. Yeah, but there's like a shot where like someone is like sitting inside of a car and like the spider gets them and then like blood just starts like, like spraying everywhere <laughs> all over the inside of the car, all over the steering wheel. <laughs> and it's got that same like realistic look. Like it's, it's, it's not like glossy and you know what I mean? Yes, so I do. It's like, it, it's incredibly terrifying. So that's, that's the unique thing about the cinema is that it's ridiculous. And then it becomes completely terrifying in yes. the blink of an eye. Uh huh. Wait, now was, sure Shat- was Shatner? I gotta ask. Was Shatner in that one as well as one that was made for TV with the tarantulas? I think it was called Tarantulas. Yeah, he, he's in that as the sheriff. Them. Now was he also in the giant spider invasion? I wouldn't. No, doubt it. I okay. think I'm mixing them together. There's okay. Kingdom of the Spiders. There you go. And there's That's the giant the one. spider invasion. Good callback, Kingdom of the Spiders. Yeah, that was always on in the summertime for some reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the Shatner one is much worse. I, I think I'm talking about <laughs> giant, giant spider. spider invasion. Indeed, you are. Yeah, that one is. Hey, you got to watch. That might have been my first rental uh, on VHS when we got our membership back then. Oh yeah. boy, what a waste of yeah. time that was. Oh, but lots of you know in that in that same time period, lots of stuff about like demons, lots of stuff about possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the supernatural ghosts. I mean, there is there is that undercurrent beneath the like smiley happy facade of just like abject, mm-hmm. even like spiritual terror. Yeah, agreed. So you know, WTF? Like, what the hell was going on there? <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, you could point to some like social things or some legal things, right? I mean, like there was a lot of changes going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. socially upheaval uh and the, like i know like a lot of those filmmakers were vietnam vets oh yeah right well apocalypse so, now changed my life um it got me more information than i was getting in school about that subject uh yeah. vietnam and then i really dived deep into a lot of reading and other things i know that was you know a work of fiction sort of but how yeah, far I guess. how far from fiction was it you know um, right seriously but yeah yeah that that's a that one would you you'd probably watch that one again i imagine that's yeah, more I've 80s that a million though. times so, yeah i never get sick of that one but, all right what's another one what was another i'm sorry you i cut you off with vietnam vets another horror film or yeah. the vietnam or god it's all mixed together isn't uh, it? i have a really scary one that's a favorite uh, one of the favorites on this show uh the possession with sam neal it goes back to i, I believe it is 80s I, it might be as early as 81 to 84 ish but God, it's a, I don't, I don't know that one. It's a good one. You, you got to see the director's cut, or it won't make any sense. Uh, uh, that's a good one. I bet that's one. If you saw it once, you would probably not watch it again. Maybe yeah, right. it's very creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. It sounds triggering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, what yeah. about? Uh, have, did you ever see Burnt Offerings? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's one. That movie scared the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, right. the, the kid from Poltergeist is in that. Oliver. Uh, Oliver. Oh, is he? Wait, no, 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 no. I forget his name now. Shoot. Yeah. Not Oliver Reed. Not Oliver Reed. He's, he was a grown man in that one. But the, yeah. the young boy, I think, is the same kid that was in um, Poltergeist. And oh, he, God. And he did another Haunted House one. Um, ooh, for, made for TV. I can't remember that the name of that one. Creep me out, though. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some. Yeah, you're right. There's some that have a lasting effect because you remember them without even remembering the title. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, the, the, and this sort of like this this twisted fear. I mean, I think it sort of got worse and worse through the decade, and finally it culminates with a movie like Alien in 1979. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. That's and, and frequently that's that's described as like the the end of the free love era, you know, because there's all this twisted sexual symbolism. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's like no, the, the the happy free love thing is just it, it's not working out, and this this like sexual horror is is just completely taking over. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The uh, when they made that film, they said I, I remember reading in Starlog magazine. They're like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, like uh, let's just assault them with sex. That's what they're just trying to make the audience uncomfortable with every ounce, yeah. of, even like all the creatures, sub the subterranean environment and everything. Everything looked uh, like something sexual, and and, and just and why would yeah. that touch a nerve? You know, like yeah. why would, why would that work so effectively? 70s <laughs> 70s well but it's, that's we're all supposed to be so happy and yeah. carefree you know like oh. something's gone wrong in there yeah the hippies got old man the but, hippies <laughs> uh the hippies were about to get their real estate license see it was like the alien movie Ooh. came out and then it's like all right that's it oh man that's it's your ne- over that's your next book uh by the way um <laughs> you do have a book available now don't you in print yeah that's called avalon mm-hmm 
I'm not sure if it's in print or not, but you can go to avalonbook.com. I keep meaning to issue a, a second edition of that book. Yeah, yeah, you said this last time, man. I know. Um, try to well, get... things need to be corrected, and I just, you know, okay. I need to think about it a little bit more. I've got books in the pipeline that I'm, I'm very cool. happy with. Cool. So I, I should put them out, but Fit, I guess I was I, – I get caught up in one thing or another, right? Uh and, and then I go back. When I wrote Avalon, it took me like five years to publish it or six years. Mm. So I guess I just like to think about it for a while. But uh, not that I've really been changing anything. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It, it has to, it's like you want to age whiskey, you know. I actually understand what you're saying. I almost completely. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you talking fiction? Are you writing fiction? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. And I guess, you know, maybe maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe we should just be writing nonfiction. Like, the times are so dire. Mm. You know, no, I ain't got no time for storytelling. But mm. I, don't, I guess you could say the same thing about music, you know. It's like... Sure. But you, you got to do what you got to do. It's really strange to be this proficient at an instrument, you know. I, I feel like I'm sort of obligated to, to play it because for whatever reason... I, I just kept playing it. So uh, especially when I do the solo piccolo bass stuff, that just seems to be something that makes people feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that has a positive emotional effect on people that is, is frequently remarked upon. So if I can do something like that, you know, at least at least you're you're making practical use of of your talents. I share music from my show with uh, people that normally wouldn't listen to anything that I listen to. And uh, whenever I play your stuff, it always gets their attention where a lot of other things they just kind of blow off. They'll yeah. get their attention like, wow, what, what was that? What, like, piccolo bass, what, what? And then they got to know, and then I got to send them a video. And, you know, so, yeah, I'm getting some new fans for you, just so you know. Hey, that's, uh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> one more, you know, one more can you ask. I'm There's trying. There's something I'm about trying. the way it uh, it, it vibrates. It's it's vibrational, man. Mm-hmm. It like it like works on you somehow. Like bodily, it it has a certain effect on the listener. Makes and I sense. think when you hear it live, it's it's particularly striking. You know, like it it moves through you. Um, you know, I, this is kind of funny, but I didn't really ask you to reiterate on what you did to your shoulder. We earlier in the show, you were talking about how you, <laughs> like what what exactly happened there. You may have told me last time. It's 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 called a shoulder impingement. So, you know, you got a ball and a socket. Yes, ball and socket joint. Yes, I'm well versed in those. So when you're like putting a lot of pressure on your joint there, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like you're pushing up or you're bringing something down or whatever, you can sort of scrunch the socket so that the ball joint doesn't quite fit in there anymore. Hmm. It's kind of like you dislocate your shoulder, right? Ah. Where it's just like it's not fitting. So. So like things get squashed and there's Ouch. lots of strange things in your shoulder. Like if, if you start researching it, they, they're saying things like, well, there's all, there's all these bones and tendons and muscles and everybody's structure is different and it's all really complicated and it's not really designed all that well, <laughs> you know, so you, so you can have all these problems with it. Oof. So you get these nerves, these long nerves that go down through this ball and socket joint down into your arms and into your fingertips, right? Yes. You got these major nerves and if they get injured because they're getting pressed on or whatever, it's uh, like sliced. This, I have uh yeah. in my foot I have uh two toes where I have no feeling. That's yeah, there a, you go. That's a story for another time. 
same thing right so so that was the really bad part it's not just the shoulder pain it's that you feel this like you know electrical nerve energy in your arm and your forearm and in my case it was going down into my hand into my fingers into the tips of my fingers so i was like oh shit i can't really play oh man like like what the hell's going on uh and there there is no real treatment except you just sort of wait it out that's it really it it like yeah it like heals (laughs) <laughs> well, all right. But it's like yeah. a sprain, I guess. Yeah, no, it just sort of like gets better and your nerves repair themselves. And yeah, well, some of them. Mine, your, your, mine. your shoulder. But I'd say it took me like two or three months to to start to get over it because it's like your back muscles get all out of whack and it's just it's just weird. And, and it's it was like uh, there were certain like points where it hurt like like nerve points i guess they must have been right like and the pain would concentrate in those in those points and it would move from spot to spot so there there was like one in like my upper back and then there was one like in my upper arm and then there was one in my lower arm and it would just be like okay i'm gonna hurt here now and then it would hurt incredibly badly and there's nothing and then it's like okay now i'm gonna move oh man and uh you know so yeah, don't don't get a shoulder injury, man. So what? You're not 100 percent right now, or, or no? I feel good. I'm I'm back in the gym. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I put on some weight during COVID, and I'm like I've been dieting and trying to cut, and you know I didn't go to the gym for like nine months or right. work out or exercise or even move. I I was sort of I it affected me more than I wanted it to, unfortunately. You know, but. Uh, when they when they reopened everything in California, I was immediately back in there, going really hard. Cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm feeling good where I'm at, and I and I feel good. I have a little bit of like I don't know if it's scoliosis or I'm just sort of twisted from like 30 years of playing guitar. I think it it might be that like my whole like like upper skeleton chest area rib cage is just sort of tilted. You know, and I think that might be from just like holding a guitar pressed up against my ribs. You know, like I've seen other guitar players and bass players talk about this issue. Sure. That makes perfect sense, though. So when I when I exercise, I'm I'm often like paying close attention to form and, and making sure that I'm like straightening myself out. If you're not symmetrical, you can't really develop your your core strengths. You need to be sort of concentrating on creating a focal point where you can sort of push out from and that's why you need to be symmetrical it's like the point of a triangle right if you if you think of your two arms coming down into a point in your upper spine and then you're like doing a a bench press or something you you sort of generate your strength from from this focal point right Mm -hmm. and then you can push up and use both sides of both sides of your body but if if you're like out of whack somehow you know, if you're like tilted or, or, or curved or weird somehow, you're, you're not going to have that same focal point or you're not going to be able to build your strength. So you have to concentrate. This is the, the workout hour weightlifting tips on Kettle Whistle Radio. <laughs> no, I'm loving it, man. Everybody needs this because we're all on the same boat bouncing back from COVID. You know, lifting uh, advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Hey, if it inspires anybody to do it, you're getting me to get off my butt at some point today, too. Um, because, uh, yeah, anyway, work related issue. I don't want to talk about, it. uh, oh God. I want to ask though, what is the future of HB three at this point? Where do you go from here after the video release? I want to shoot one more video. We'll see if we're able to pull it off. Uh, 
you know, if we can pull off another miracle, I want to get another one done next month. And I think that'll be it for the videos of this album. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I Bands are starting to perform here again in Los yeah, Angeles. Absolutely. We got them here. That's great. So mm-hmm. it would be exciting to be able to go out and perform. <laughs> sort of an act of defiance, you know, like like a big middle finger finger to the world <laughs> to get out there and, and actually perform. So I'd kind of like to do that. Our rehearsal studio has gone through some changes, so we're going to need a, a new place to rehearse, but that's not, that's not so much of a problem. It's just, yeah, we need to reassess and, and, and do something. I've been playing a lot. So, uh, my chops are, it's feeling pretty good. Oh, it definitely shows. It shows. And in the video, too. I mean, honestly, they just got to check out The New Gods when, on the 31st, YouTube folks, uh, look up The New Gods, HB3, and you'll, you'll be amazed. And then share it. Yeah, I got some stuff in there that I've been wanting to get for a while. And to see me play it is is doubly shocking because it doesn't sound like a bass guitar. Mm-hmm. So here's a video where you where you can really see me playing these parts and that is the instrument that i'm using to play this stuff Mm -hmm. it is a fender jazz but what's coming out of it doesn't really sound much like that (laughs) and and you get some people who will say well that's not a bass but to them i say so fucking what (laughs) if it sounds good it sounds good indeed indeed and unique we need that And it's only four strings, you know, like everybody's all into their multi-stringed instruments these days, seven-string guitars, eight-string guitars, right? (laughs) Right. No, four-string bass. There you go. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. So this stuff is coming out of a four-string bass. Check it out. It's awesome, man. I I had a friend uh, who I did turn on. Uh, to your music and he, he he's a musician himself paul and uh paul said um he just i don't know he he texted me he's like is that the one that's the piccolo bass this is amazing his words yeah. exactly i was like yeah that's the guy he listened to the episode a while ago but yeah, yeah so yeah 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 there's definitely something there you like a vampire you lure them in with something completely different and i enjoy oh. it um i i gotta tell folks here to get all our shows after uh, of course, after this one, there's tons of them back there. And go back and listen to some HB3 stuff before as well. Um, let's see. We are at FairlyDarkProductions.com. All the episodes. we got horror novels there. And there is a comic book you can get now, two of them now, at BurningBulbPublishing.com or BurningBulb.comics.com. Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist is the new one. Issue 2 will be out soon. Issue 1 can still be purchased online. Won't set you back. And... Uh, all our shows at uh, society-13.com. Check us out. And I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Not really active on Twitter, but I like to share stuff out there. Uh, how about you? Yeah, you know, what's been going on in social media, it doesn't really excite me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, like Twitter, they basically kicked everyone off Twitter that I thought was even the slightest bit interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's basic. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's an echo chamber, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to say that. Uh, it's true. Yeah, I do find good bands are there. I find good music there too. Uh, yeah, that's then, all. Yeah. That's all I ever watch now is I watch like talented men playing in their living rooms. 
Right. It's the new style. Yeah, right. I, I don't know if it's going away anytime soon. I well, hopefully. I, I got the best video of me playing in my living room. You know, they're like applying like you know special effects, like they're using After Effects. Yes. They're getting really sophisticated in their videography. <laughs> More control, that's for sure. Uh, let's tell them where they should go for all your stuff. To reiterate for that. For it's the... all just HB3 Live, letter H, letter mm-hmm. B, number three live hb3 live that's at instagram that's at facebook i have a website hb3.com if anybody still goes to websites <laughs> i maybe do we should get back to that i do and you know what i'm looking for i still i want i want t-shirts from you i want to purchase t-shirts that's what's got to happen yeah yeah defender so really just instagram just you know that's what i that's what i update the most Okay. Yeah. Okay. Instagram. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get more into the vibe there. And, uh, yeah. So we're, we're wishing my co-host Sean, good luck. He's had a rough couple of weeks. He'll be back, uh, very soon on these episodes in these airwaves. And, uh, I want to thank you for coming on again, Mr. HB3 hey. himself. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Stay healthy and, uh, keep me up to date, man. Uh, you know, I, I need a place to stay with those fires getting crazy. Come out, to, <laughs> come on out. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> it's an interesting escape. Very different. I'll just say very different. Uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. All right. Yeah, thanks right. for listening, folks. And uh, tune in again next week when we bring you, I don't know, more piccolo bass. Sounds good. Yeah, maybe I'll play something again. All right. Yeah. Good night.
Sex, politics, art, and overall bad ass. 
This is Society 13. Redefining Podcasting. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric If you're a working professional wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition, look no further. With over 30 years working in a variety of industries, I share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. Tune in to get your strategies for success.